Are we recording right now? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fun. Okay. This voice is Hannah. And this voice is Marissa. Also, would probably am, is, are turned on by it. Hearts Lohowski? Yeah. Of course. Doesn't actually no. make a ton of sense. No. What are you doing? Are you talking to yourself? <gasps> oh my god, I already hate this story. You know what? I'm okay with that. Because I just thought you could like bleed suddenly yeah. at any given moment. <laughs> my erotic fan fiction isn't fucking interesting enough for you. Hello, you're listening to Tell Us More Podcast. Like shaking, she's so cold. She's so cold. You little cold puppy. Shelby, my dog, ran in from the outside and immediately under Hannah's blanket. Yep, she's sitting on my feet as we speak. Yeah, she's a little cold. She's a little cold. It's. I mean, it's a balmy like one degree outside. How much? That might be generous. How much is it? Is what I just asked myself. How much weather? It's thirteen degrees out. A balmy thirteen degrees, eh? It's supposed to be eight degrees on Saturday. I'm supposed to jump in the water. That's your own doing. Fuck. It's going to be eight this degrees. This is called the polar plunge for a reason. It's not called hot springs. <laughs> Normally day. it's warmer outside than eight degrees. It's Minnesota. Oh, yeah, We yeah. blizzarded last April. We blizzarded? Yeah, on the 14th, April 14th, there was a large blizzard. Uh, I was trapped in my house all weekend, but I was alone, so I loved it. I loved it. So, Hannah's birthday is, well, we're celebrating it this weekend, and we have many tasks on the agenda. Yeah. <laughs> some people are, for some reason, jumping in a freezing cold lake, river situation. I don't know. It's a lake. It's Benamakaska. <laughs> okay. So, you're oh, jumping yeah. in the lake. <laughs> for some un, un uh, it's for special olympics but you I raise just, money for special olympics. i feel like i could donate without you subjecting can. myself to an ammonia you can but it's a part of the fun i don't <laughs> it's a natural high it doesn't sound that girl you'll be awake for the rest of the fucking day maybe i should just for like energy purposes no it no it only the adrenaline lasts like an hour because then after that, you're just warm again. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I jumped in the freezing yeah. cold water. So when do you think you're going to get a cold <laughs> a week, two weeks after? No, I will probably wake up on Sunday sick. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. Stock up on the Z-Packs. Um, Stock up on the Z-Packs. They don't actually give you Z-Packs anymore. Well, doesn't your mom get them from the sketchy place in Mexico? It's not a sketchy place in Mexico. It's just Mexico. It, like, anywhere we go. Okay. <laughs> they just have them in, uh, but no. We're, yes, but no, we don't, I don't think we have any at, at home. I think we've used them all. Yeah. Um, and last time I went into, this is not, this is not intriguing conversation, <laughs> but last time I went to the doctor, she was like, we don't give those out anymore because they stopped working. Okay. Because people use them all the time. Oopsie. Um, so what I was going to tell you at brunch my connection to Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah. Because we were talking about the movie The Edge of Seventeen, which is so fucking good. It's amazing. It's so good. This episode brought to you by The Edge of Seventeen. And Woody Harrelson's private funding. <laughs> so this is my six degrees of separation from Woody Harrelson. I'm excited. <clears throat> so you know how my ex lives on Lake of the Isles? Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson filmed a, a movie in Minnesota in like the late 90s mm -hmm. and he rented the house next to my ex-boyfriend's parents house and he was having his fifth birthday party and they invited Woody Harrelson to come over and he did and he smoked Shut weed with his dad so Woody Harrelson up. was at my ex-boyfriend's fifth birthday party and smoked weed with his dad mm -hmm. 
Shut up. Yeah. That's amazing. That is my six degrees of separation. I love Woody Harrelson. Yeah. That's a great I've never story. found him attractive, but for some reason in the edge of 17, I like his face. I don't know. I why. agree. I think he's hot in... Not hot. I don't know. He is intriguing. Now you see me. I think he's cute. Yeah, he has a certain swagger to him. He's Woody Harrelson cute. He's Woody Harrelson. Like, I wouldn't say no to Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't know if I'd say no I think to he'd Woody charm Harrelson. me. Oh, he'd probably charm, charm me. Charm my pants right Oh, off. he'd probably charm me. Oh, gosh. What's the oldest you would go in regards to sex? <laughs> Mom's not going to want to know that. Uh, I don't know. I always go for older men, so I don't. What I do really... you consider older? I let a guy... At Poor House that one night, I let that like sixty-five-year-old man buy me a drink. And but touch were my you? Butt. But were you gonna? <laughs> no. Okay, so that's what I mean. Who? How old? I feel like you older go? than my parents. Really, to sleep with? Yeah. You would have sex with people older than. No, parents. but like that's the cut off. <laughs> you can't be older than my parents. Oh. No, 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 um, no, no. <laughs> one time I said I wanted to like date older men and somebody was like oh how how old are you and I was like I'm 20 I'm, I don't know I was probably 25 I thought you were just going to say you're 28 I'm 28 like, no not this was in the future I think yeah I think I was I don't know 24 or 25 and they were like oh what do you consider consider older and I was like I don't know like 30 and they're like no that's not you're not dating older <laughs> men then and I was like well they're older and at a different stage in life and they're like no that's not they're older than me bitch I'm 26 they were, they were probably just salty because they were too young for me. <laughs> oh my. I thought they were like older and trying to make you say you would go older. Oh, no, they were like around my age when you were older. I don't remember who said that to me, but what's the youngest you would go? I feel like I have to say 21 because anything, if you can't drink, like yeah. you feel like a baby to me. Like a wee little nugget. Yes. <laughs> like I also like, but I think like your friends, like, sibling, younger siblings, to me, they're always, like, 12. Yeah. Like, perpetually 12. So you would never hook up with somebody's That's sibling. not what I said. Okay. <laughs> I want to hook up with somebody that I think is 12, is what you no, just said. No, no. That's not what I said either. <laughs> that's not what I said. I feel like I, uh, um, yep. Anyways. Uh, apparently, I'll go as low as 22. You wouldn't go to 21? Well, I did for a, a, like, a month. Wasn't that one guy? Yeah. Didn't you hook up with a 19-year-old? No, he was 22. Fuck you. And he was great. Wasn't there a 19-year-old somewhere? Oh. Or wait, did when, you or was that, was that Aaron? No, it was me, but back at 22. And I you hooked up with a 19-year-old? When I was 22. Still. Still, if you ended a teen, if you ended a teen, get away from me. Right. If there's a teen at the end, no, right. sweetie. Even like 20. Like if a guy, I'm, so I'm about to turn 26. So that, yeah. Like if some guy was like, oh, I'm tw like how would I even meet you? We're at a bar. Get out of here. Hey, do you have a fake? Oh, I met the 19 year old at a bar. He had a fake. <laughs> out of all the people in that fucking bar, no. I hit on the 19 year old. What's wrong with me? Oh my I didn't God. know. I didn't I no. know. 
don't think I knew until the next day. Because I feel like if you're our age and you haven't had sex yet for reasons other than... Or maybe we're about you, to shame you. Maybe No, maybe... <laughs> I feel like it would be weird if you were 26. Maybe you were super religious. Maybe you weren't good at talking to people. For whatever reason, you're still a virgin. I don't know if I would share that because who wants to have sex with a 26-year-old virgin except for when you're married to a, a Christian man? I would totally have sex with a virgin. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I get why people wouldn't share that information right. at this age. But if, like, we were about to bone, and you were, and, like, the guy was, like, he's super hot, like, I'm into it, and he's, like, I've never had sex before, I would literally be, like, cool, do you want to? Yeah? Let's do that. I'll try harder. I'll yeah. Try my best. I will give you the best blowjob now. Don't trick me into giving you great blowjobs. You have to actually be a virgin. <laughs> right. I only give great blowjobs to virgins. No, I'm They don't equal, know anything else. I'm an equal opportunity the jobber. Sucker. Sucker. <laughs> opportunity slappy tappy. Ew. No, no, no. I, I say, um, I slobbed his knob. Mm. <laughs> I slobbed a knob. Mm. I used to say that all the time. Mm. <laughs> I used to say that all the time in college. Like, two people, like, to my guy friend that we would, like, hook up occasionally, I'd be like, are you just mad because I slobbed your knob or something? Oh, so in the moment you weren't like, I'm going to slob your knob. Oh, my knob. God, no, it's not a sexy <laughs> I can't wait to slob your knob. I can't wait to. Do you want me to tell you what I'm going to do to you? <laughs> to your knob. I can't wait to slob on your knob. <laughs> Ew. I don't like that. I can't wait to slob on that knob. What if we were sex phone operators, but we were really bad about it? We were really bad at it. I can't. You know what I can't wait to do? What? Um, <laughs> Are we having a I conference? can't wait to slob your knob. <laughs> Why is this how we think phones? Why are, why are they down here? And it's like, they're very low. I don't know. Um, I want to be a phone sex operator. You'd probably be like, oh, yeah. No, I could totally do that. For oh, my gosh. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, me oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, oh, I could totally do that. Do you want me to transfer you to one of my ESAs? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any other questions? Do you have any other questions? Well, um, I have you on the phone here. Do you have any other questions for me? No? Okay, great. Just want to let you know, call me back if anything pops into your head. Yeah, my direct line is 188. 312? My 742? Direct line is, is 952. Slob on my knob. 952. Please feel free to call back, rate, and subscribe. Do, 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 do. Uh, Sexy singles in your area willing to slob on your knob. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a fucking monster truck. It was a monster truck. But like as a sex ad, Elko Speedway. Elko Speedway. Girls just wanna slob. Yep, that's the like wet t-shirt concert contest. It's called Girls Just Wanna <laughs> Slob. Give me all those knobs. Okay. Anyways. Oh. What episode? Oh, 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 oh. S uh, fuck. Season two, episode twenty-one. Go for it. Give it to me. Okay. So this is kind of fucked up. Okay. Like but bad. also ended up being good, but fucked up and it's a roller coaster i'm here for it okay so henrietta lax was born loretta pleasant on august 1st 1920 in roanoke virginia nobody knows how she went uh from loretta to henrietta but they just went with it and called her henny they called her henny yep um so when she was four her mom died 
during childbirth for her 10th kid. Oh. And, of course, the, the dad, what do you think he did? Damn. What do you think the dad did? He's a pastor. Peaced the fuck out. Oh, I thought you meant for John. No, his reaction. Um, wow. He was just like, nope. Wait, and with, where? The 10 kids? 10 children. He, uh, what he did was distribute them to his relatives. <clears throat> Fuck, that's dark. Yeah, but I, I'm not surprised. Um, so then she was she was sent to her grandpa's, and he lived in a two-story log cabin that was once a slave quarters on the plantation that had been owned by Henrietta's, wait for What's it. What's happening? It's the internet. White great-grandfather and great-uncle. So they obviously had some mistresses. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Or by that I mean probably raped. Um... So, and she shared this, okay, this, it's going to get weird. I read this sentence over and over and over again. Okay. And she shared a room with her nine-year-old cousin and future husband, David Day Lax. She yeah. married her cousin. Okay. First cousin. Okay. This was her first cousin. Gross. But okay. That is also her husband. That is, also, they lived in the same room. And they grew up. She was four, he was nine. Oh, God. Puberty was weird. Ew. Um, that's okay. not even the most fucked up part. Okay. <clears throat> when she was 14... Oh, they worked on a tobacco farm. When she was 14, she had her first kid. Okay, great. Lawrence Lax. Great. In 1939. Perfect. Her daughter, Elise Lax, was born. Obviously, both children are from her, her cousin. cousin. Okay. Um... Elise Lax had developed uh, had developmental disabilities and were described yep by the family as different or deaf and dumb. And then I wrote, could be the shared family DNA. Yeah, I would, you know that might have a okay. People advise against that. Um, but then fun. they got married on April tenth, nineteen forty one. So happy for them. Yeah, that is a uh, normal thing. Fred Garrett, who is their cousin, convinced them to move to Maryland with him. And he could work at the Bethlehem Steel in Sparrows Point. So then Garrett went off to war. And I, I can only assume that he just banked on dying because he gave his savings to them. Oh. So they okay. then they bought a house and had more kids. Oh, good. Great. Still cousins. David, Deborah, and Joseph. Uh, Henrietta gave birth to her last child at the John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore in November 1950. Four and a half months before she was diagnosed with cervical cancer. Oh, and that's the only hospital that would um, take care of black people. Um, 1950? Yes. So around the same time, Elise Lax was placed in the hospital for the Negro Insane, later renamed Crownsville Hospital Center, uh, and she died at 15 years old. Sad. Yeah. And then on January 29th, 1951, uh, Loretta, or Henrietta... Both. <laughs> they're the same. They're the same person. Um, went to Johns Hopkins. Oh, and that's when it says they're the only area that treated black patients. Uh, because she felt a knot in her womb. And she had previously told her cousins about the knot, and they assumed correctly that she was pregnant. But after giving birth, Lax had a severe hemorrhage. Oh, and her shit. primary care doctor tested her for syphilis, which came back negative. And then... Okay. Sent, yep. And then sent her back to John Hopkins. And... There, her doctor, Howard W. Jones, took a biopsy of the mass on Lax's cervix for laboratory testing. Soon after, Lax was told that she had a, malign a malignant epidermoid carcinoma of the cervix, 
1970, physicians discovered that she had been misdiagnosed and actually had an, an adenocarcinoma. And this was a common mistake at Jesus. the time. Uh, but apparently the, the treatment was the same for okay. either. Um, but so that that's cancer. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm like very nervous for no, her. No, it's okay. Um, she was, this, and this sounds weird to me, Lax was treated with radium tube inserts oh. as an inpatient and discharged a few days later with instructions to return for <laughs> x-ray treatments as follow-up. During her treatments, two, sa- two samples were taken from Lax's cervix without her permission. Great. Or knowledge. Great. One sample was of healthy tissue and the other was cancerous. These samples were given to George Otto Gay, a physician and cancer researcher at Johns Hopkins. The cells from the cancerous sample eventually became known as the HeLa Immortal Cell Line, a commonly used cell line in contemporary biomedical research. Okay. That presents a larger issue. Okay. So I'll get to that. But then on August 8th, 1951... Uh, Lax was 31 years old. She went to John Hopkins for a routine treatment session and asked to be admitted due to continued severe abdominal pain. She received blood transfusions and remained at the hospital until her death on October 4th in 1951. A partial autopsy showed that the cancer had metastasized throughout her entire body. It's it's fucked up because they, they didn't have her permission. They stole her body. They stole her body or the samples? They stole her, I mean, part of her body, that's part right. of her body. Right, no, I just wasn't sure if they then also not her stole her body. body. No, not her entire body. So she was buried in an unmarked grave. Fuck. In a family cemetery, and they think she was buried close to her mom because um, she was the only one that had a marked cemetery stone. Okay. But then, um, in 2010, Roland Patillo, Patillo, he was a faculty member of the Morehouse School of Medicine, um, and worked with George Gay and knew the Lax family. He donated a headstone for the Lax. This prompted her family to raise money for a headstone for, oh, her name was Elsie, not Elise, Elsie Lax as well, which was dedicated on the same day. So the headstone of Henrietta was shaped like a book and contains an epitaph written by her grandchildren that reads, Henrietta Lax, August 1st, 1920 to October 4th, 1951. No, I'm just kidding. There's more. <laughs> Like, that was heartfelt. (laughs) (laughs) In loving memory of a phenomenal woman, wife, and mother who touched the lives of many, here lies Henrietta Lacks, Gila. Her immortal cells will continue to help mankind forever. Eternal love and admiration from your family. So, the reason that her cells were so different than anybody is that they they reproduced at a high rate and could be kept alive long enough to allow more in-depth examination. Because normally other cells would just last a couple days at most. So that wasn't long enough to perform any tests. Okay. But that's why they call hers immortal because they still well, have samples and they last They still forever. have samples? Mm-hmm. That's Jesus. why, yeah, that's why she's called immortal. Um, after her death, Gay had Mary Kubitschek, his lab assistant, take further HeLa samples while Henrietta's body was at Johns Hopkins autopsy facility Mm -hmm. so now they're doing this to her dead body so he gay was able to start a cell line from lax's sample by isolating one specific cell and repeatedly dividing it meaning that the same cell could be then used for conducting many experiments this became the standard method the standard method for labeling samples was to use the first two letters of the patient's first and last name 
Hmm. So, the ability to rapidly reproduce HeLa cells in a laboratory setting has led to many important breakthroughs in biomedical research. So, for example, okay. 1954, Jonas Salk. Do you recognize that name? Yes. Don't know the why, inventor of the polio vaccine oh. and enemy of anti-vaxxers everywhere. Perfect. To test his new vaccine, what do you think he used? The, the HeLa uh. cells. So, um, and then this guy named Chester injected HeLa cells into cancer patients, prison inmates, and healthy individuals in order to observe whether cancer could be transmitted as well as to examine if one could become immune to cancer by developing a acquired immune response. Because, hmm. um, yeah, this was back before they knew a lot of shit. Then they were mailed to scientists around the globe for research in cancer, uh, AIDS, the effects of radiation and toxic, toxic substances, gene mapping, and countless other scientific pursuits. So HeLa cells were the first human cells successfully cloned in 1955 and have since been used to test human sensitivity to tape, glue, cosmetics, and many other products. Since the 50s, scientists have grown as much as 50 million metric tons of her cells. That's really creepy. And there are <laughs> almost 11,000 patents involving HeLa cells. So it did good, but they didn't have fucking permit. I feel like if you would have asked me if you could take more of my cells because they seemed to be yeah. superior, <laughs> I would be like, go for it. Like, if you would have come to me and been like, this is going to be really good for scientific research right. and help a bunch of people, I'd Obviously. be like, it's not affecting me in any way for you to take my cancer out of my body. Like, no. you can have, yeah, for sure. I'm going to die. Cancer. I mean, I think money is also an issue because, like, that's, I'm sure they made yeah. money from that. Yeah. Um, so in the early 70s, a large portion of other cell cultures became contaminated by HeLa cells. As a result, members of Henrietta Lack's family received solicitations for blood samples oh from researchers God. hoping to learn about the family's genetics in order to differentiate between HeLa cells and other cell lines. So they were like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they were questioning why and why they were receiving so many telephone calls and requesting blood. Oh, because they still don't know. They about, didn't know. No, oh she didn't even God. know she died. Yeah, no, I know. And they never told her. So then in 1975, the family also learned through a chance dinner party conversation that material originating in Henrietta Lacks was continuing to be used for medical research. The family had never discussed Henrietta's illness and death among themselves in the intervening years, but with increased curiosity about their mother and her genetics, they now began to ask questions. Oh, my God. So it's like, why do you know my mom's name? Right. What the fuck? So obviously this brought a bunch of consent issues and privacy concerns. Yep. So neither Henrietta or her family gave them permission to harvest these cells. At the time, permission was neither required nor customarily sought. The cells were used in medical research and for commercial purposes. Because I'm sure they made money by selling them yeah. to cosmetic companies. Right. In the 80s, family medical records were published without family consent. A similar issue was brought up in the Supreme Court of California the case of Moore versus Regents of the University of California in 1990. The court ruled that a person's discarded tissue and cells are not their property and can be commercialized. Jesus. Which is fucked. Then in 2013, researchers published the DNA sequence of the genome of a strain of HeLa cells. The Lax family discovered this when the author Rebecca Sklut informed them. They, there were objections from the Lax family about genetic information uh, that was available for public access. Jerry Lax... Why a grandchild of Henrietta Lacks said to the New York Times, the biggest concern was privacy. What information was actually going to be out there about our grandmother and what information 
they can obtain from her sequencing that will tell them about her children and grandchildren and going down the line. The same year, another group working on a different HeLa cell lines genome under National Institutes of Health funding submitted it for publication. In August 2013, an agreement was announced between the family and the NIH that gave the family some control over access to the cell's DNA sequence found in the two studies along with the promise of acknowledgement in scientific papers. In addition, two family members will join the six-member committee, which will regulate access to the sequence data. So... Holy shit. It did a lot of good, but I kind of feel like, hey, maybe they just didn't want to know they were cousins. Maybe the family didn't want people to find out that she fucking married her cousin. <laughs> so, and then people... Maybe that's what made her cell so amazing. I mean... Was that she married her cousin. Maybe... We, um, should, we should all marry our cousins. No, no. You don't want to? Okay. <laughs> um, Guess that plans out. <laughs> so then they obviously people brought up the race issue. It's yeah. like, would you have done this to a white person? But yeah. also you're welcome that a black woman helped save all these people. Yeah. Also, it's just so fucked to like take something. Right. Yucky. Um, so, oh, and then Law and Order aired its own fictionalized version of Lax's story in the 2010 episode Immortal, cool. which Slate referred to as shockingly close to a true story. Wow. And the musical groups Jello mm-hmm. Biafra and the Guantanamo School of Medicine yep. and Yay Sayers both released songs about Henry Lax and her legacy. Um, members of the Lax family authored their own stories for the first time in 2013 when Lax's oldest son and his wife. Lawrence and Bobette Lax wrote a short digital memoir called Gila Family Stories, Lawrence and Bobette, uh, with first-hand accounts of their memories of Henrietta while she was alive and of their own efforts to keep the youngest child out of unsafe living environments following her mother's death. So, just generally, like, a moral and ethical issue of, like, yeah. just because you can, should you, and also who... I just feel like, who would have said no? If you... Well, I mean, you did say that it wasn't customary or, like, normally right. even asked or thought about. But that's so weird. Exactly. So creepy. That's weird. That, yeah, that is really just, people just didn't respect. If you're gonna take scrapes of my body, like, ask me first. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that DNA. Exactly. I mean, some people out there would be like, what are you gonna use my DNA for? I'll give you all the DNA because I didn't do anything wrong. And if one of my cousins is a murderer, I want to know. I want to know. Exactly. And then I can write to Karen in Georgia. <laughs> exactly. And if my DNA could help with cancer research, hell yeah. Why would I say no to that? Yeah. I mean, some people are paranoid um, and would probably think the government was using it for something malicious. And you know what? Fucking maybe this day and age, I don't know. But maybe I feel the like government's using it for something delicious and not malicious, which is what I thought you said. <laughs> <laughs> no. Also, it just happens to make the best ice cream. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, DNA ice cream. So yeah, Henrietta Lacks unknowingly helped save a lot of people's lives, and that's awesome. Just will go down in history for many reasons. It's my turn. What are you going to teach me today? Okay, so today we're going to talk about Jasmine Plummer. Ooh, Do you know who that is? No. All right. Well, born in. Should I? I knew of her. I did not know her name. Uh, born in 1993, so just right around my age, right around your age, right around that age, you know. Ooh. Uh, Jasmine Plummer was raised in Harvey, Illinois, as an, and as an eight-year-old, Jasmine started playing tackle football with others in her neighborhood. 
Her mother, Cassandra Johnson, learned of this when Jasmine severely, severely injured her knee while playing, requiring 23 stitches. Hmm. A few weeks later, Jasmine returned to playing football in the neighborhood park. Her mother noted that she wasn't intimidated by boys much larger than she was, and the young... And eventually, the young athlete ended up being coached and mentored by her uncle, Fred Johnson. He eventually signed his niece up for the leagues that are part of the Pop Warner, which is a nonprofit with international outreach that holds athletic programs for tweens and teens. Plummer was signed to the Harvey Colts as a starting quarterback for the seven to nine year olds. Why, what? <laughs> yep. She was. Oh, okay, this is 93, so I was thinking since we, we keep doing episodes about people from a long time ago. Oh, yeah, no. But this she's is... She's our age, oh, but... Oh, she's our... Okay, yeah, so no, she was that makes born more in 93. as they would be... Yeah, she's born in 93, she's like 7 to 9. Receptive, okay. Yeah, but she's playing... So the Pop Warner League, I mean, it's all boys that she's playing with. And she's like, fuck She's you. playing the fucking quarterback. Did she receive any... Any uh, skepticism from people that were like, no, I you're a girl? I think so. I vaguely remember this happening. I don't. Do you have any? I, no, I have no I feel like there were a lot of people that were like, she can't. She's a girl. She's a girl. She can't play with the boy. Play and it's like, fuck off. Right. She was a force to be reckoned with, and then some, on Ooh. the field. Playing as a linebacker at times, and also taking up competitive wrestling. Why not? Because <laughs> you're already on the football team. Plummer would later describe a change in her personality when it came to football, noticing she became highly assertive and full of volume in contrast to her quieter, off-the-field demeanor. Plummer was also a stellar student, having received straight A's at her elementary school. Mm. <laughs> I read that, and I was like... Okay, when I'm in elementary school. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think we all. If you didn't do well in elementary school. No, I wouldn't do well in elementary school now. I can't say that. No, not now. No. Fuck no. After joining the Colts' junior peewee division, Plummer and her che- her team achieved an 11-1 season and headed to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Thus, at age 11, she became the, both the first female quarterback and the first black female athlete to lead a team to the national championships in Pop Warner's decades-long existence. So they had their own Super Bowl? Yeah, like the Pop oh. Warner has their own, like it's a bunch of 11-year-olds <laughs> playing in the Super Bowl. She played It's it. like Little League for football. Oh my god, that's cool. Who's yeah. <laughs> Though the Colts lost to the Southeast Apaches, which I was like, mm-hmm. Not okay anymore. Okay. History was nonetheless made through Plummer's efforts. The year 2008 saw the release of the film The Long Shots, which depicted Plummer's experiences and was directed by Fred Durst of rock group Limp Bizkit. Wait, what? Oh my god. I don't know why. How old were we in 2008? Would she have been appreciative about the dumbness that is. Okay, wait, so, so I was born in 93, school. so from 93 to 2000 is seven. 7, plus 8 is 14. Okay, so we were in, like, middle school. Yeah. Be- imagine being 14 and Fred Durst is directing a movie about you. Imagine being 14 and somebody directing a movie about your life in right. real time. It's not like this was a while ago and she was, like, already dead or, like, right. or Or old. she's, like, older now. <laughs> it's literally, like, in real time. Like, do you understand? Um, I didn't even tell you the best part yet. Plummer herself was portrayed by actress-singer Kiki Palmer. Fuck yes, I love Kiki Palmer. <laughs> With her uncle, whose name became Curtis Plummer in the film, being played by rapper-actor Ice Cube. <laughs> we have yes. to watch this movie. We have to watch this movie. And you know what one of my favorite movies is? What? Little Giants. I think I've only seen it like once. Yeah. It's. I think it's good. It's 
I love a baseball movie. Angels in the Outfield? No, Little Giants is a football movie. You're thinking of Sandlot. I'm thinking of Sandlot. Yeah, Little Giants is the guy from Honey, I Shrunk My Kids, and then some other guy I don't care about. Um, Maybe Woody Harrelson. Who knows? No, I care about Woody Harrelson. Anyway, um, his brother has, like, this... He's, like, rich and has, like, this professional league of, like, little football player guys and is, like, an asshole. Is it, like, kids? Yes. It's probably, like, the Pop Warner. Yes, probably. And then he, the brother, assembles a team of, like, you know. Ragtag Ragtag kids. Like, his daughter's on it. and then, I like, do know this. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Rick Moranis. From, yeah, 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 yeah. Rick Moranis. Now I, I have seen know it once. The other guy. I, I have seen it Is it what he was I like it also. I feel like. Oh, I hope. I don't. Probably I feel not. like it's Steve Martin. And I don't no, think that's what it's that. Steve Martin. <laughs> it could be. Oh, no, no. Of course. It's Ed O'Neill. The dad from. Um, oh, Modern Family. Modern Family, and yeah. also Married with Children. He was he was the dad. Never in that seen too. that. Um, it was on before school when I was younger, so I watched it before yeah. school. Watch anything before school. My breakfast of a Pop Tart and a Flintstones vitamin. Every morning. Every morning. Sometimes I would switch to muffins. I'd have a muffin. But still that Flintstone vitamin. Still always the Flintstone vitamin. You got it. I don't know when I stopped taking Flintstone vitamins. They're not as good as you remember. I've had them, like, recently. They're not as good. I never thought they were good. Oh, I used to love them. I thought they were, like, candy. That's probably why they give them to kids. Yeah. (laughs) They're colorful and shaped like Flintstones. Kids are dumb. Kids are dumb. (laughs) Okay, continue. Um... Okay, so Fred Durst and Kiki Palmer and Ice Cube made a movie about her. Playing quarterback in any league and no matter what age is the hardest position in sports, Ice Cube said in an interview presented by ESPN's Sam Alipore. For Jasmine to do it and to take her team to the championship despite all of the obstacles, everyone telling her you can't do it, to me is incredible. She's a very brave and a very strong girl. Imagine Ice Cube saying that about you. I would love Ice Cube to say nice things about me. (laughs) Just at any age. I love Ice Cube. I do too. I love Limp Bizkit and Kiki Palmer. <laughs> or, I mean, not Frederick. I just want to know what the fuck he has to do with I need with to watch this, this movie because maybe he's a secret amazing director. Hope so. I just... Do her justice. Fred Durst, man. He was like, I heard about this girl. She's going to be gonna be something. People are going to... It's going to go down in history, so I'm going to jump on that and make a movie about her life right now. No waiting. And then he was like, Limp Bizkit! I bet soundtrack by Limp Biscuit featured Ice Cube. Featured Ed Kiki Palmer. Ed Kiki Palmer. Oh, God. Okay. Plummer has gone on to become a star in other athletic endeavors, including track and field and varsity basketball for Joliet West High School. She paved the way for other female athletes with Pop Warner's football enrollment by girls doubling since Plummer's yes, quarterback days. Yes, paved the way, queen. Uh, after football, Jasmine played on her basketball team, and she says she hopes to one day become a professional basketball or football player. And because she's literally oh, our good. age, that's kind of, that's it. What was her name again, Jasmine? Jasmine Plummer. Uh, she was just in a Super Bowl. Commercial. She's cute. She was just in a Super Bowl commercial, I swear to God. That's Jasmine Plummer. And I, like I said, she's our age, so there's not anything else to yeah. really talk about. She's That's, done more than us. What is she What is she doing today? Is she, like, in school? I don't know. That That quote was the last thing I, like, saw on the little autobiography page I was on. Let me see. After football, Jasmine played on the women's basketball team. I Julia. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't know if she's, I want to know if she's in school. I want to know what... check up on her. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fucking cool. Like, she's our age. Yeah. Damn. I know. Yes, Jasmine. Very cool. Okay. Thank you for teaching me 
that. You're welcome. This Black History Month. And I, that ends Black History Month. I mean, I think this might even go into March. Yeah, because we have... Yep. Yep, because we didn't do an episode last week. Yep. Um, sorry about that. We just didn't. We, we were just tired. We did something <laughs> over the weekend. What did we fucking do? I don't think we really did. No, you had the Kelly Clarkson concert. Last um, weekend was the Kelly Clarkson concert? I think so, because you didn't do the oh beat last week so either. hungover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, That's no, why no. we did. No, no, no. I, wasn't, I was hungover this weekend. I had a panic attack. Yes. Saturday night. You know, things happen. <laughs> okay, so that's the end. So, um, Marissa, do the thing. You can rate. You can subscribe. You can leave a comment. Follow us on Tell Us More, our podcast on Instagram. Email us. But don't uh, hurt our feelings. Or do. I like it. <laughs> You're okay. I'll let Hannah read those. Put, Thank you. Put in, the, put in the subject line, mean or nice. And then, <laughs> and then we'll know how to Naughty sort. or nice. Naughty or nice. Clean it up. Orbit. So, Orbit, is your mouth dirty? Clean it up. Clean it up. We lint liquor. Anyways, okay, sorry. Okay. 14 ever things. So, yeah, rate, okay, subscribe, comment, love you. Okay, bye. Kisses. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.